Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading through my book, The Pesky Kids 2, Bear in the Woods, and we're up to Chapter 10, The Long Arm of the Law. Here we go. They were soon heading out of Currawong over the rickety old bridge along the road to the National Park. Loretta sat in the front passenger seat, much to the disappointment of Finn, who would have dearly liked to squash into the back seat alongside her. But squishing Loretta into the bench seat of a ute cab was like asking the Queen of England to sit on the handlebars of a bicycle. Unthinkable. Joe sat in the middle of the back seat, even though he was the biggest and would most obscure Officer Odinson's vision in the rearview mirror. Joe always sat in the middle to stop April and Finn from fighting. April would still occasionally reach around to take a whack at her smaller brother, but Joe was a thick-set boy, so he would usually just catch it in his ribs. Pumpkin sat delighted on April's lap, barking at every dog, bird, and wind-tossed leaf they drove past. They'd been driving for five minutes when Officer Odinson broke the silence among the humans. So, he said. He then paused for several moments. What's your problem with Daisy? Officer Odinson glared at Joe in the rearview mirror as he said this. Joe's mouth opened and closed several times, but no sound came out. His brain didn't know what to say first, so there was no way his recalcitrant tongue would know what to do. Yeah, Joe, said Loretta, her eyes twinkling with delight. What is your problem with Daisy? Huh? said Joe. His fight-or-flight instinct had kicked in, but wedged between his brother and sister, he couldn't throw himself out of the moving vehicle. "'Because, you know, there was no conviction recorded against her,' continued Officer Odinson. "'The boy only spent two days in hospital. There was no permanent scarring.' "'I don't know what you're talking about,' said Joe. "'You don't?' said Officer Odinson. "'Then why wouldn't you go out with her? She's a beautiful girl.' "'Gross,' said April. "'You're her brother. You're not meant to think like that.' "'He's right, though,' said Loretta. "'Daisy is pretty.' "'Not as pretty as you,' said Finn, before he could stop himself.' Just then, there was a deafening wail behind them. They all whipped around to see what it was. A police car had pulled out onto the road, throwing up dust and gravel as it fishtailed onto the bitumen. Oh, it's Constable Pike, said Loretta. What does that lackwit want? complained April. The police car's lights were flashing as Constable Pike accelerated until he was right behind the animal control officer's truck. I'd better stop and see, said Officer Odinson with a sigh. Bob's been like this ever since we were at school and he got his first SRC badge. The power went straight to his head. Officer Odinson pulled over and Constable Pike drew up behind them. Should we get out and see what he wants, asked Joe. No, he feels more powerful if he can stand up while we're sitting down and peering at us, explained Officer Odinson as he pressed the button to open his window. Morning, Bob. Constable Pike ignored the pleasantry and bent over to look through the car window. 
Do you have authorization to take these four minors in your vehicle? asked the constable. It was the other way around. They came and got me, said Officer Odinson. It's my job to control animals, not children. I've got a serious head injury, said April. I need to be accompanied by a responsible adult. I couldn't find one, so I had to make do with this blockhead. Fine, but this boy failed to report for his community service commitments, accused Constable Pike, pointing at Finn. But I did bush regeneration yesterday, protested Finn. Only because the cat lady was at the hospital recuperating from surgery, said Constable Pike. She's ready for you today. Oh, come on, said Finn. My sister needs help catching a bear. That's community service, isn't it? And a bit more urgent than helping a cat lady. She's the only cat lady we've got, said Constable Pike. You injured her. You've got to do the right thing. Come on, I'll drive you over there. Finn cast a wistful look at Loretta. There'll be no chance of getting squashed in the back seat with her on the way back now. This is so not fair, he grumbled as he opened the door and got out. Pumpkin leapt over Joe and nipped Finn on the seat of his pants as a parting gesture. So you're letting these kids take you on a wild goose chase of that bear, are you? asked Constable Pike with a smirk. Officer Odinson bristled. It's my responsibility to respond to any animal sighting reported by a member of the community. You better hurry out there then, said Constable Pike. There might be a bunyip and the Loch Ness monster roaming around too. He slammed the door, laughing at his own joke. I'd like to shoot him with a tranquilizer dart and shove him in a cage, grumbled Officer Odinson as he put the car in gear and pulled away. I feel b- bad for letting Constable Pike take Finn. Ah, oh, please, said April, rolling her eyes. It was inevitable Finn would have a run-in with the law, given his bad attitude. We're talking about Finn, not you, said Joe. I never get into trouble because I'm always able to charm my way out of it, said April. You're totally deluded, said Joe. How else do you explain the fact that I do all the things I do and yet I'm not in some sort of juvenile detention centre, asked April. She's got a point, said Loretta. I've only known you for a few weeks and it's already clear to me she should have been locked up in an institution years ago. April nodded. You see? Perhaps there's some sort of vast conspiracy among the authorities that's acting to protect April and all your family, said Loretta with a smile. Joe gulped. Loretta was too close to the mark. He couldn't let her find out that they were being hunted by collective agents. Don't be stupid, he said. Hey, don't call Loretta stupid, said April. That's rude. Loretta smiled. People are often rude when they're frightened by the truth. She winked at Joe, which only frightened him even more. And that is the end of the chapter. So we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye.